0: ora Wellington, this is B-Side Stories, and I'm Laura Beth Kewen. I sat down with my friend Ali Witten to talk about having chronic fatigue. It's actually an invisible illness that is characterized by extreme fatigue and tiredness that just doesn't go away. Now, since the 10th of May is Chronic Fatigue Awareness Day, I thought I would release this special episode of my conversation with Ali. Here it is. Enjoy. Okay, so I wanted to chat to you about this experience of having chronic fatigue. Um, so I just start out by talking about, I guess, wh- what happened.
1: Um, so I had, a, I was, uh, it doesn't, well, firstly, I'm a bit of a busy A type kind of person. And I had um, got glandular fever whilst I was training for a marathon and also doing like gardening as a day job so 40 hours a week of a physical job and um and then you and glandular fever just completely wipes you out and um when you get that at 30 years old it can last a wee while and mine nearly did get better and then um and then I actually had a second um vaccination for hepatitis vaccination and then it kind of knocked my immune system and then that's what kind of I feel triggered my fatigue but generally people with chronic fatigue have a virus and they just don't really get better and that's like the sort of short version yeah what was it like um it it's like it's quite terrifying because unlike any other illness um or or injury really you don't have much of a prognosis so some people are sick with it forever and some people get worse with it and some people get a little bit better and never fully recover and and you also don't really know what's happening. So it's not like you have a, a visible marker of the illness, like a rash on your wrist or anything. So um, you can't tell when you are already worn out. And um, uh, yeah, and and it's basically, it's not that you're floppy and tired and, um, you know, can't do stuff. It's that you... Can still get up in the morning. So, I mean, it depends on the person, but for me, you know, you can still get up in the morning. But y- you spend y- you spend your energy like it's money, and you will be in debt pretty quickly if you s- sort of spend too much too quickly. If you know what I mean, and and to give you context of the things that you don't realise you have energy for that you do when you have chronic fatigue <laughs> is things like you see your digestion wouldn't work, so you get bloated, and you get you, you, you need energy to digest food, and um you'd get all the symptoms of fatigue and tiredness like a kind of twitchy eyelids and you know that sort of you know the twitching muscles and mm-hmm. um and lots of headaches lots of pain and um yeah just um uh, out of breath and palpitations from doing like from walking up three steps and things like that so it varies and there's so many different things that happen to you <laughs> that um yeah it is it's quite overwhelming
0: how did you get it diagnosed
1: it's it's literally diagnosed I mean firstly it helped that I had glandular fever first because that's a very very uh, uh, common key key marker for a beginning of chronic fatigue for most people Um, it's one that they think it's strongly associated with some people may have a head injury and that's harder to spot when they end up with fatigue but um they define chronic fatigue um, as having fatigue for six months with um, no recovery. So, I, I mean, mine ended up lasting sort of three years ish. Yeah.
0: Um. Do you count yourself as out of the woods now?
1: Out of the woods, yeah, but not out of. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it's a ghost that exists all the time now, but I have a quality of life back um, that I wanted. Um, I, w- I never got back to long distance running like I wanted to, but, um, but I can still go and play sport and just have to listen to my body and manage, um, myself. And for me, the main thing is, is I get hit harder by illnesses when they go around. So, um, you, I think statistically you come in contact with about four or five viruses a year. And for me, they just, they wipe me out and and I get wiped out without knowing I've got sick to begin with. And so that's always a bit, it was early on, that was a bit distressing, because then you think it's come back, but actually, yeah, it just knocks me back for sort of Mm -hmm. some weeks or months or whatever, but yeah. Um,
0: I would like to hear um, about what, how you sort of felt when you were in the midst of dealing with that fatigue that just never ended.
1: It's, um, It's really hard to keep hope, in it all, but I did, but it, but it's, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's strongly correlated with depression because, because, um, and and conf- yeah. So basically, confu- confused, I felt felt very confused because everybody has known somebody who's just faded away with chronic fatigue i mean it's quite common and a lot of people will be like oh my friend of a friend's brother he got better with um this and then you try that hard out and that's exhausting in itself and then um so trying all the different supposed cures so you feel confused and then sometimes you feel a wee bit better and you think it might have been something that you ate so you're like oh maybe that should be maybe my diet needs to change and i need to do that kind of thing and then and then also when you do feel like you're finally making progress you'll get knocked back hard again and um for no apparent reason so so it's like uh, it's definitely two steps forward one step back and that's a very painful process especially when you know that uh there isn't necessarily an end point to it like you don't know um yeah that it would ever will ever go and Mm. yes it's sort of distressing on a number of levels it's also a very misunderstood illness because it's completely invisible so um yeah for me I had to go home from work um I actually ended up working half days and and light duties as a gardener so I was doing stuff that was sort of more admin based and on some days I'd have to go home after being at work at eight and go home by 10 o'clock in the morning so after two hours completely shattered and some days it would be a sunny day and, and my colleagues meaning well would be like oh what a beautiful day to be going home uh thinking not knowing that i was going home to kind of draw the curtains and um have to sleep and rest and yeah, be in pain and and also sometimes just cry because it was horrible yeah um
0: hmm. that's sad yeah um <laughs> uh, what uh i- i guess uh how did you balance or what what was your mental state how did your mental state swing between um that uh that fight to get better and the other aspect of just like accepting a new reality what, what were what were the two sides that were and were they in conflict
1: yeah yeah that's a really good question and yes um it was It was always... I mean, I was always fighting to get better more than accepting... Yeah, I sort of became aware during the process of trying to... of recovery that there was... that I, that I needed to manage my expectations a little bit. But um, something comes to mind about that, that that really sort of hit things home was when... Um, so I'd be trying to get better all the time. I was trying everything and trying different things and believing that um, they would work and uh, but yes sort of context happened halfway through it when one time I was walking around the bays near where I lived and thinking feeling quite sad and thinking that I used to be able to run around these bays and I used to run for long distances around these bays and feeling sad about that and then the following week, I couldn't even walk around the bays. And that gave me context of, like, actually, I am making progress. I can walk sometimes. And and it was, yeah, the biggest thing to accept was the two steps forward, one step back. And you know that when you're being hit hard that it's not forever and that they did get shorter, I guess, each time in a way or roughly, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: what, what were some of the things you tried that uh – I guess you can talk about the ones that did work and the ones that didn't work. And like <laughs> you said, you said that it was kind of exhausting trying things to get better. But like, did you find anything did help, or what, how how did that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, to people who are suffering, uh, I want to be quite clear that um, that I don't sort of, I'm not saying these are uh, yeah, magic pills and there isn't one, unfortunately, in, from my experience. But um, the thing that really worked for me was, was um, combining a holistic approach of like, okay, listening to my body, um, doing light exercise when I felt okay, um, getting good sleep, trying to manage stress, manage external stresses in your life, so if you're in a toxic relationship, that kind of thing, and then um, and being kind of mindful I tried um, acupuncture, I tried yoga, I tried cranial therapy, I tried even colonic <laughs> irrigation at one point. I tried um, a, a kind of paleo diet. Um, that did help quite a lot, um, I think. Um, it, it uh, Yeah, because it kind of um, gets you end up getting your energy from another source, but I had to stick it out for four weeks, not eating kind of carbs-based stuff. And no, no coffee and no refined sugars, and um, that is exhausting when you're already exhausted. So that's re- that was really really hard. But it did. But there was some sort of semblance of, of feeling a lot better at the end of it. And it's a, it's a good thing to do probably for everyone now and again just to, um, yeah, to get to get a bit healthier. But um, and then I also did try something called the lightning process, which um, if you are a sufferer of chronic fatigue, you'll have heard about and it's the thing that you hold off doing for a long time because it's very expensive and and they refuse to have it scientifically tested and um I'm probably not sure what I'm allowed to say about it really but uh it's a quite it's quite cognitive behavioral therapy ish and it's a lot about thinking it's a lot about the connection between the think the symptoms that you're feeling and your neurological pathways kind of thing um and there is it, it helped a wee bit to for me it it helped by giving me the confidence to get out and try and exercise and not not just not do things because I was scared of the repercussion but yeah uh,
0: did did you find i mean this lightning process is so mysterious yeah. so intriguing
1: yeah that's that's kind of what's confusing about it, and especially when you're confused by all the other things they they would they could it's kind of a um I mean it's just like it's like cognitive behavioral therapy uh, kind of but somebody's called it a different name and um copyrighted it kind of thing so it's it is a yeah it is um it's hard to find information about it, but there's a lot of testimonies that it's helped a lot of people, and I can see that it does mm-hmm. and my attitude eventually i held off because it's so expensive for me when especially when you're on reduced hours and hardly working um my attitude eventually was like, look, if this helps even a, a tiny bit, then it's worth doing, and that w- that became my um, philosophy uh, with going into it with an open mind,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it and it was helpful.
0: Yeah, so so it's a speaking therapy.
1: Yeah, a little bit, and yeah, and thought processes and things like that. Yeah, um, and neurological pathways are really interesting around chronic fatigue, um, in the sense that, and and they help me in my day to day work now because. It's a lot about behaviour change, and it's you so say you you can go into the shower and you wash yourself in the shower without consciously really thinking about that, that you're picking up the soap and picking up the shampoo and you're doing things in a certain order, because it's habit, and that's a well-worn neurological pathway. So your brain, the first time you did it, you had to think about it. The second time, you had to think about it. The third time, and so on. And it's imagine whacking a path through some thick bush, and the more times you go down that path, the more it's clearer and quicker for you to go down there. And that's kind of like a neurological pathway. And conversely, um, if you don't go down one, then it will just get, kind of get overgrown. And an example of how that applies to chronic fatigue is that you wake up in the morning and the first thing, after three years of being ill, the first thing you think about is like, well, what's what's hurting this morning? What what am I feeling? And you're really conscious of like, trying, trying to figure out, gauge how you're, how you're feeling in a negative way. And so you're basically kind of, your brain is jumping to the fact that you're feeling all this pain straight away when actually, yeah. So it's kind of about stopping those processes and it's, um, it's an interesting idea. Mm.
0: Did, did other talking, not formal therapies, but did talking about it help?
1: Yeah, definitely. And actually um, that's one thing I didn't say that massively helped was um, a really good, um, even the people at work um, could often sort of see in my eyes when i needed to go home and would send... because i hated i hated letting people down and um yeah my friends who all really made an effort to ask questions and understand and it's made me realize now when I, when i meet people with an illness or an injury or something invisible that they're coping with or something that visible that they're coping with i ask questions about it because it's the best because it's there's nothing yeah it's nothing there's no shame in not knowing about something and um that it's people trying to understand and get empathy and I guess the people the hardest thing was when people don't ask questions and they just assume that it's it's like in your brain or it's yeah it's something like that so yeah so the, f- the friendship group and the net you know social yeah my social circles were really great
0: um did you have a moment or like maybe it wasn't a single moment but a time when you started to realize that it was going to be okay or you're really going to recover?
1: Uh, Yeah a, a little bit yeah definitely Um, yeah there was midway through a year where I started playing football again and I think the first time I went along to watch my 11 aside team play and I played the, like the last five minutes and then the following week I kind of played the last 10-15 minutes and then the following week after that, I played sort of 20 and so on. And then I think at some point I scored a goal um, and played about 60 minutes or something. And I suddenly felt that the real progress was being made. Um, and that was really nice, yeah.
0: Ali, the goal was like a metaphor. yeah. <laughs>
1: It was yeah. So it was a chip. Um, if you're asking, yeah, it was a chip from a, uh, just outside the area. Thanks for your interest. Now, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it probably was a metaphor. Yeah, and it did. It, it was. I was every time I used to score for my team as well. I used to never really believe that I'd scored a goal until I saw the reaction of my teammates. Because <laughs> because uh, I'm not that good. So um, yeah, I guess that's also yeah. You don't really believe you're better until you see how everyone else is around you. Ah. Mm.
0: Um cool. Do you still do management stuff now or what what is it like for you now?
1: Yeah, it is managing. I mean even on the weekend I play football for my team that I'm now playing every week, but um I shouldn't I shouldn't have on Saturday I woke up on Sunday morning with not feeling well and trembles sort of shakes and stuff and and I shouldn't have played and I did and um uh and then that meant that, that that's like heaps of headaches in the evening and stuff. So I still have to manage it. And usually it's just kind of like me sort of kicking myself going, oh, but like that was Saturday, today's Monday and I'm feeling like, um, yeah, a lot better. So it's just then just rest, rest, rest yeah. and um, yeah, not go crazy.
0: Um, I guess um, thinking about like overcoming hardship, like in a in a really broad sense, do you think it's given you like a, a better idea of more better idea of what like you're capable of or any any inspirational takeaways
1: um mm-hmm. putting me on the spot there <laughs> uh that's <no, sorry. laughs> right um i just think uh yeah i mean the empathy thing is um it's so important in life and um people don't i, I didn't re- i just i didn't realize how important it was um, until, until it's me. And yeah, I def- definitely think um, everybody at some point goes through something and um, that's difficult and challenging and that's exactly what life is. Like, uh, it, it's, that's what makes life beautiful. And um, talking to people about the things that you're going through is always really, really important because that actually makes people closer to you. So asking people for help people like to be helpful um, and I still see those barriers in people around me sometimes who are struggling who don't ask for help because they they don't want to seem weak or they don't want to let people down and um, there's no shame in it ever and um, and often you mention something that you've been through and they'll yeah you find out more about um, that would make you stronger so yeah it's definitely taught me a lot about empathy and a lot about yeah, the nature of life, really.
0: Great. Um, f- for potentially B-sides, do you want to say something about, uh, like, Chronic Fatigue Awareness Day? Is there, like, a good resource or a website to direct people to?
1: Um, There is. There's, there's a lots of groups, and I think go through Google, and there's probably stuff in your hometowns in New Zealand, and there's the ME and Chronic Fatigue um, resource in the UK as well. I'm not sure where the best thing to best place to diagnose, the best place to um, send you to, but yeah, uh, May the twelfth is um, Chronic Fatigue Awareness Day, and there'll be stuff in the papers every year, um, usually with a story of somebody. Um, And there's a really good documentary called Unrest, showing in Wellington on May the tenth somewhere, so you can look that up. And um, yeah, and that's uh, uh, it's on Netflix as well, and um, brought me to tears. It brought me back. To what I went through but it's um a good documentation of of the illness really
0: Ellie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me again
1: thank you thanks for having me again <laughs>